Welcome to Let's Get Local Wilmington, the podcast where I deep dive into the stories of local business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best people I know who are shaping the community and making waves in the business world. Each episode, I'll bring you inspiring conversations with the movers and shakers of our town, uncovering the secrets behind their success, the challenges they've overcome, and the valuable lessons they've learned along the way. I'm your host, Jen Richardson, and I am beyond excited to share this story with you today. Let's dive into the episode. It's Jen Richardson with Let's Get Local Wilmington, and I am here today with Venus Schrader of Me Time Today. Venus, welcome. Thank you. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, so tell me a little bit about where you're from originally and what brought you to Wilmington and when, and then we'll talk about what you do in the community. Sounds great. Well, I'm a Midwest girl, born and raised. Sioux Falls, South Dakota was my most recent home before relocating to Wilmington in 2009. Okay. Wonderful. And then what do you do in Wilmington professionally? So tell us what me time today is. Well, I have the joy and pleasure of being a massage therapist here in the ILM. That's such important work. And that's actually, spoiler alert, how we know one another. So you are my massage therapist and you're the best. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you bet. So what got you into massage therapy? Well, being uh, from the Midwest, when we relocated here, being at the beach, at the ocean, every single day for like the first 90 days Mm -hmm. that I lived here and seeing people running and then just exploring Wilmington, it was such a place for holistic living. And it really checked the boxes in what I desired for myself. Mm -hmm. And I was way ahead of my time because in 89, That's what I wanted to do, but it wasn't, you couldn't sustain yourself being a massage therapist in 89. Yeah. It wasn't where it is today. I feel like we weren't having those conversations about self-care by no means in 1989. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) It was a really hokey kind of thing Uh to do and kind of like telling your parents after a Princeton degree, I'm going to be a drummer. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Not going to (laughs) work. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned that Wilmington is somewhere that, you know, has that holistic um, draw and approach. And I think that we are overall a really active city. Yes. I think that, you know, there's something really special about being near the ocean. I mean, you are super passionate about that. I know we have this conversation all the time. You're like, take me to the beach. Take me to the beach. (laughs) If I could live right Uh there. Exactly. And I mean, it is, it's really, really peaceful and just so amazing just to see the waves and people used to actually send people to the the seashore. So the ocean is is super, super healing. And I mean, there's just such a calming effect. And I know that a long time ago, way back in the day, people used to send people to the seaside to recover from various ailments. And I mean, I think that they knew what they were doing back then. It's very holistic. Putting your feet in the water draws out toxins. So it. There's so many benefits that naturally we can heal ourselves by being in nature. Yeah. Because nature knows how to heal us. Yes. Essential oils, different uh, elderberry Mm -hmm. that you take. I mean, the list goes on and on that we were created from nature, in nature, and nature heals us. So it goes hand in hand. 
So I put my toes in the water last week. It's um, January, by the way, um, when we're recording. And I did a polar plunge. And let me tell you, like, that was amazing. It was so just like, I felt so alive doing that. It was the first time I've ever done it. But there's just something amazing about getting in the water, like being with the salt and everything. It's I love that. So awesome. So let's talk about a few different techniques or modalities of massage that you um, perform. So talk to me about that. What what are your preferred techniques or modalities? Uh, Kind of walk me through that if you don't mind. Absolutely. So for 12 years, uh, every two years we recertify um, to keep our license. So that is a excellent opportunity to add another tool to your pocket. So you reach outside of your skill set and you bring in um, training in something new. So from the time I've received my degree to now, I've learned at least 12 new modalities. So I take all of those modalities from Swedish to sports massage, reflexology, CFT. I take all of those and I add them into the massage as needed. Mm -hmm. So instead of having them as add-ons are saying just do a sports massage or just do reflexology. You can spend 60 or 90 minutes on the table and we tailor make it to help whatever you have going on in your life at that time or whatever your body is saying to bring you into wholeness. I practice Swedish in every massage because that is the kneading of muscles, Mm -hmm. either with my hands, my forearms, However, that needs to be done. So that happens in every massage, in the applying of lotion or oil. And so that is the Swedish technique. Um, When you move into sports massage, it's a deeper massage on the muscles, more holds, more using the back of the hands, maybe sometimes an elbow, just to get into where that tension is to release it. I also specialize in prenatal massage, which is for the mommies to be. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Which is one of my favorite favorites. Uh That's why I saved it for last. Mm -hmm. Because you're massaging a mama that is developing a life. And it benefits mom and baby at the same time. And so a lot of times moms are having a tough time sleeping or digesting, morning sickness, different things like that. And giving them that chance to just focus on themselves for self-care, have that time to relax. Lots of them fall asleep. Lots of my mommies fall asleep and it's the only sleep Do you mean that you're tired when you're pregnant? Um, What are you talking about? Maybe just a little. (laughs) And then after delivering a baby, what in the world? Yes. Postpartum (laughs) massage is so important. And a lot of moms skip that piece because now you have baby housekeeping cooking dinners, making meals and doing just doing so many things, you forget that you should go back to the table to get your hips brought back in, to get the organs massaged back into place, to get your hips put back into place, to get your feet back under you. And so they put a lot of my moms put it off until baby's about three, four months old. Then they come in and they're like, I'm a train wreck. They're like, my body is a mess. A train wreck. Mm-hmm. Then that's how they say it every time. Yeah. They haven't had sleep. Baby's growing. Now they're hip carrying a car seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all these things. They're next. They're not sleeping yeah. well. They're co-sleeping. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking care of them. And they wait until they get to the point where they just can't do it anymore. And they have to come back to the table. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And I love that you come from a place of education and it sounds like, I mean, I know this personally being one of your patients, but it sounds like you 
really adapt and tailor every massage. And you probably, I mean, I assume that you do this on like while your patient is on the table, right. And, you know, just having conversations. And I think that it's important that you have that communication between the two of you, you know, that they don't just come in and say, I'm here for my 60 minute massage. I'd like a Swedish massage, please. And that's it. Like you are really good about asking questions and saying, Hey, what's going on? What are you feeling in your body? What's tight? What's burning? What's this and that? And you know, what activities have you been doing lately? I think that that gives you a lot of insight into what somebody might need. 100%. So. 100%. It all comes out of the conversation. And, you know, with Thai and Shiatsu and trauma therapy and trauma touch, you'll massage those different modalities. Once the patient's on the table and we start working and there is a response, either verbal or physical response, and it's usually down the meridian line. There's something that is holding somewhere And it might be in the shoulder, it might be in the foot, but it's along that meridian line. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. What is a meridian line? And I was just getting ready to share. (laughs) Well, being trained in shiatsu and Thai, our bodies, if you take both of your hands and you stand in front of yourself and you just go up from the top of your head to the soles of your feet with your fingers, wherever your fingers go from the top of your head to the soles of your feet are your meridian lines in your body. Okay. So you tie that into reflexology because every reflexology point is a different organ in your body. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're having a constant stomach ache or it feels like you're having kidney trouble, like having trouble going to the bathroom or something like that. And all of a sudden your big toes hurt all the time. Well, that is your neck and shoulder, your pinky toes, oh, your shoulder. Yeah. And so you're like, oh my goodness, I was walking like that. And so you'll hit that point on the foot and they'll, ow, or they'll, that foot will jump and you'll go up to that right shoulder and start feeling around in the neck and shoulder. And then you'll feel that knot. You work that knot out, go back down to that toe and kind of pull a little bit and you get that pop. Oh, so wow. that just opened that whole meridian line. Yeah. Then when the patient comes out, they're like, oh my gosh, I was limping for like a week and couldn't figure out why I was mm-hmm. limping. <laughs> well, there was just that block from whatever happened. It could have been they stubbed their toe. It could have been they had a hard day at work. It could have been they had a trauma event, got bad news. Something happened and their body held that in that toe or in that shoulder or in that hip or in that knee. Somewhere along that meridian, they held that trauma and now it was open. That's super fascinating. It's so fun. (laughs) It's so, so fascinating. Um, Let's, I want to go back to you discussing trauma in the body because that's a whole huge topic and we're going to discuss that in just a minute. But before we get into that, what are kind of some common misconceptions about massage therapy that you encounter and then how do you address those? So misconceptions with massage can come anywhere from massage being a luxury and not a necessity. I think that was huge. That was the huge um, misconception I can't afford to do this on a regular basis. And I'm like, you can't afford not to do it. You know, I mean, even if you save $10 a week or $20 for a couple months and, you know, to kind of offset it, it is worth the benefits of working it into your life. I mean, one massage a month or one massage every two months, depending on your need, because it does, it moves lymph and it gets your blood circulating. And that is going to benefit you if you're the healthiest of healthy person or if you're someone struggling with any type of ailment, massage pairs well with anything you're doing for wellness. It's it's a great uh, partner. You know, something that I was guilty of before I started 
regularly scheduling because I'm the person that's like, okay, we finished our session. I'm going to go ahead and schedule my next session because I understand the value in it. It's massive. But I used to have this feeling that, you know, first of all, I would wait until something was wrong before I would even consider getting a massage. You know, I've pulled something in my shoulder or, you know, my back is hurt. I've whatever, overexerted my body. And now, wow, a massage would be really nice. And then I just always assume, hey, I can't get in or whatever it might be. And and so I think that, you know, it's super important to come back to what you said of regularly scheduling these these treatments, basically. You know, I mean, you have to have it. Like you cannot pour from an empty cup. I say it all the time, multiple times a week. And it's just so important. And I think, you know, for me being a mother, a working mother, a business owner, oh my gosh, like I'm carrying a lot day to day. And I cannot not do these things for myself because I'm able to be a better mom, a better wife, a better realtor to my clients. I mean, just all the things that, you know, they deserve it. So it's, it's just not negotiable. Absolutely. 100% agreement with everything you said. Another thing is that you have to take all your clothes off to get a massage. Mm -hmm. There are modalities where you can keep your clothes on and still benefit from I do Thai, right? Mm-hmm. Talk Thai, to me about Thai massage. So they're both done on the table. They follow the meridian lines. It's a series of stretching, yoga, restorative holds, really beautiful modalities. It's actually how massage started in some modalities in some countries. They started with Thai massage and it is a very therapeutic massage that gets to the rotation of every joint. So the rotation of every joint and the compression of every muscle. So when you leave, you are just gum, mm-hmm. gooey, because every joint has been rotated and every muscle has been compressed. Okay, well, we're going to stop the podcast right now, and I'm going to go and do that immediately. <laughs> Yay, we're going to do Thai. We'll be right back. We're going to do Thai. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's it for today. Um <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Um, So talk to me about, um, let's go back to kind of that body holding trauma concept. Walk me through that because this is something you shared with me last week and I am fascinated. So talk to me about about what you've most recently studied and certified in. Yes. So uh, CFT, cranial sacral fascia therapy is my newest um, certification and practitioner licensing. And we studied trauma and how craniosacral therapy and fascia release helps to release trauma. Trauma starts in, in utero because you're crowded. You're in this very crowded space. You're being squeezed very tightly and you are born. So you come out and you're very restricted. You're very tight. Well, to complicate things, what happens is if you have a tongue tie or you need a tongue release, so that's where your tongue is not able to nurse or be free because it's restricted by a tight cord. Mm -hmm. It's called a tongue tie. And you can also have a lip tie. They're the bonds that when you smile, it causes your lip to go up. If there's a tie in there, a very tight band, then the infant's not able to nurse, not able to breastfeed, or not able to drink a bottle very well. And so they have a procedure which is called a tongue tie. So Dr. Gillespie developed this approach because he was a dentist at the time that was performing tongue ties. Uh But dentists aren't certified to massage in the mouth or do craniosacral. And so he went and got his massage therapy 
develop the Gillespie approach, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Two beautiful modalities in one cranial sacral therapy, and fascia release. So your body holds trauma anytime you fall or injured, emotionally injured, surgeries, anything that causes an invasion in your body causes a trauma. And our fascia covers every muscle in our body from head to toe. When that fascia becomes tight, it causes us to have restriction in our mobility, whether it be your shoulders, your hips, your knees, toes, usually where a joint moves is where the restriction will be. And so cranial sacral therapy allows us to work with the cranial bone and the sacrum Mm -hmm. to find out where those fascial strands are tight and to go in and release that, to release the trauma and to release that muscle to make you feel better. That's super amazing and fascinating. Yes. And (laughs) so- So does the fascia really sort of seize up and to protect from future trauma? Is that kind of my layman's term understanding of that? You got it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. I didn't even learn that from TikTok or anything last night at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) That means I explained it okay. You explained it beautifully. (laughs) You also brought props and I'm really sad that everybody can't see those, but you did bring props and that's super, super cool. I love how you educate your clients. I think that's fascinating. You know, I just, I appreciate that for sure. So, you know, we're really a business related and connecting podcast. And so I always like to bring in a little bit of advice for someone that may be in a similar field of work. So, you know, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe new to massage therapy or even new to the area and looking to set up a practice? Do you have any advice for that person? Sure. Partnerships are wonderful. Okay. I partner with Family Tree Chiropractic. Also my chiropractor, Dr. Samantha Bunge. <laughs> when I I rebranded, I'm not even sure how many years ago, I rebranded uh, maybe nine years ago. So for my first just coming out of the gate years, I was New October Sky. Mm-hmm. I had my own suite, my own studio. I had a child care attendant. Which is where we met. <laughs> And I, I opened up my space for cosmetologists, you know, and so I was in the yoga studio at Harmony Yoga. I was in T-Muffin. So I had partnerships with other people um, where I knew moms were going to be that prenatal massage, kind of my niche. I, I found what I like to do. So like, if you like to do sports massage, we have CrossFits, we have gyms, reaching out to one of them saying, hey, can I set up a studio in here to do some sports massage? You know, you have a whole client base in there. Anyone coming to the gym to work out? If you like to work with the elderly, reaching out to some of the nursing homes, asking if you can do geriatric, there's all kinds of ways, but I would say partnership. Partnership If you're going to collaboration, partnerships, um, get a chair, do some vendor events. If you want to be mobile, get in all, this city has a prefwa, if that's how you say it, of vendor events. Yeah, we really do. Get your chair, all sorts of things. Set it up Mm -hmm. and hand out your card. And if you want to do mobile, Mm -hmm. this is not a hard place to be a massage therapist. I love that. 
I absolutely love that. And, you know, for vendor events and things like that, if somebody says, Hey, you know, there's going to be a mobile massage therapist, like I'm there, I'm RSVPing. I I don't even know what you're doing or what we're selling, but I'm there for the massage. That's it. That's (laughs) it. That's how we started. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about any, you know, type of community outreach or, you know, nonprofits or initiatives that you are passionate about. What what do you love? What's passionate for you? What are you, what are you into girl? I am all about mommies, all about empowering women, reaching out to the homeless, you know, in any capacity that strikes close to home. I have a homeless child um, that chooses to be homeless and, you know, that tugs my mama's heart. So I'm always there for Vigilant Hope, the roastery, anyone that, yes. Mm -hmm. And the roastery has great coffee. Yeah. So, you know, anything to do to help the homeless. For the moms, I partner with Poor. I have a nonprofit, Beauty for Ashes. Mm-hmm. Work with Words by Andy Lee, Kalos, just a lot of women's ministries here locally. Yeah. Um, the domestic violence shelter, just all those things, fit for mom. Anything that is helping moms and, and kids. And then we always do the backpacks. We mm-hmm. work with a lot of different groups in town to supply backpacks for our kids here because it's hard to learn when you don't have your supplies yeah. or when you're ashamed of the supplies that you mm-hmm. have. So those are issues and, and situations. We also do the foster closet because we've also, that's also close to the heart. foster pantry there. Yes. So the fat, the foster pantry, we try to make sure that they have what they need and give to them whenever we can. Yeah. Okay. So most of the podcast guests say, I have this one thing that I love and your heart is so big (laughs) and I love it. (laughs) I just love you so much. That's phenomenal. And, you know, I think that that's another beauty of Wilmington and the area is that we're such a tight knit community, but we're also open to so many different causes and just doing good. And, you know, people are, a lot of people come here and they are a transplant to the community and they really are able to build their, their sense of community and family through all of these wonderful nonprofits that we have. I mean, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. So I do love that about our area. Yes. One Christian network is a fabulous resource for that because Emma tries to collaborate with every organization in Wilmington. So you can just like go there to one Christian network and anything that you want to get involved in, you can find there. So everything that you're saying, this is so funny. Every, we laugh about this and joke all the time, but like everything that you say is like usually something that I'm also involved in and don't realize that you're involved in. <laughs> um, we were having coffee and Emma shows up she at shows Port up. City and you're like, you, do you know Emma? You should meet Emma. And like, she's a very cool lady. She is. Love her. Okay. What is your favorite restaurant in town? Where do you eat, Venus? I will not tell. No. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I love to support local mm-hmm. and family owned. So La Costa on Oleander, Miss Helena has my heart. So I always eat there. But when my family comes to visit, I always like to take them to places I know that they won't be able to find in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. So there's this little spot on Eastwood, Eternal Sunshine. I don't know much about Eternal Sunshine Cafe. (laughs) 
that is just like my happy place. Yeah. When it comes, you cannot not be happy going in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we always go there. That's the last place I take everyone the day that they leave town. Yeah. So I don't take them the whole time they're here. And then the day that they leave town, I take them there because they will want to go there every day Mm -hmm. if I take them when they first get here, but I take them when they're leaving. Yeah. That's amazing. They make a really incredible BLT. They make an incredible everything. Yeah. It was my first eggs Benedict. I had never had an eggs Benedict. I've never had an eggs Benedict. That's their specialty. That's what they're famous for. Okay. Well, so we're going to have to, it's a date. It's a date. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how should people best get in touch with you? They can visit my website at me time, the number two day.com. Me time today.com. That's it. Excellent. What else do we, anything else that we need to know Venus? Just have a fantabulous day. Be well. And I'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you for coming on the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Let's Get Local Wilmington. I hope you enjoyed the incredible insights and stories shared by our amazing guests. A big thank you to today's guest for spending their time with me. If you found this episode as inspiring as I did, don't forget to show some love. Leave a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the absolute world to me and helps me continue bringing you top-notch content. And hey, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. 